Hello, dear listener. I have something truly special to share. It's an exclusive invitation to join me in Mexico for an intimate and luxurious three-day retreat along the beautiful Pacific coast of Zihuatanejo, taking place the weekend of the spring equinox, March 18th through the 20th. There's also an optional day to stay through the 21st for some special ceremonies that are happening in the area for the equinox. But the retreat itself is the 18th through the 20th, really an opportunity not to be missed. And I'm offering one lucky listener a discounted ticket. On this weekend that I've, I've just been loving into being actually for several years now as COVID and you know everything, but when we conceived of building this place, our home down here it's really what we envisioned, you know, bringing people down here for retreats, for trainings, because we felt and we knew that this space was special. And as people keep coming down and we keep getting the feedback, how magical it is, we want to share it in a really intentional way. You know, be working with the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, the metaphors of the season will set sight on a new vision for our mothering journey and creating a deeper connection to self and mother nature. So to win a discounted ticket, rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And remember, the most important thing to mother is yourself. Give yourself permission to take a retreat this year. Besides, who said mothers can't go on a spring break? I'll see you there. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mud Her Code. Hello, I'm Dr. Gertrude Lyons, and today is a solo episode, and we're going to be exploring transitions, kind of the, the messiness, the potential, the complexity of transitions, and the certainly the complexity and messiness of the positive and what we often refer to as negative emotions that go along with it. I'm really looking to embrace all of it and what could that mean and what could that hold for us. So I figured we could definitely talk about, and I know I want to, and I'm kind of in the midst of it in a in a pretty uncomfortable space at the moment for myself. So I'm grateful for this podcast to kind of talk about it with myself and, and with all of you. But Everyone, you know, is in the midst and dealing with and looking at the that we're at. We're seeing light at the end of the tunnel, right? With COVID nineteen, it's maybe even getting a little boring saying it, but it has been one hell of a tough year, and it's been a huge, huge year. I don't think any of us. I think it's going to take the rest of many of our lifetimes to fully grasp the enormity of it. But I know there's things that we can and I want to harvest, glean from it, you know, still work with it, given that I know it's been the hardest year of my life and also one of the most beautiful years of my life. And I think for many of us, I don't know if there's anybody that can't say it hasn't been a hard year at least, right? And for some, 
you know, that the level of that, of that challenge and difficulty certainly varies on a continuum. And self-care certainly has been an important factor. It's been both ignored and embraced, I think. I, we definitely have seen the gaps in many, many arenas in our country and our world that the ability for just basic care, the privilege that I know I have and many of us take for granted around how we can care for ourselves, you know, that disparity certainly came to light hugely. And now we have another opportunity, right? We got to see, you know, how we embraced this challenge and, you know, look at the ugly underbelly of, of much of it, but also some of the, the silver linings and, and beautiful parts. You know, as we enter this next stage of the world through to the other side, we absolutely don't want to neglect ourselves. And I think one of my biggest fears that has been overriding kind of a part of this whole year is, wow, some of the things that are coming to the forefront, I'm so afraid I'll forget once we can kind of go back to normal and just how easy it is to kind of just slip back into our old routines and, you know, the way things were. And, and there were some ways that I know I operated and our family operated and I operated with my husband that were really beautiful. But more and more, you know, many, many of us are getting vaccinated, things are opening up. I've personally had some very awkward times. It's like, okay, if you're fully vaccinated, and you're with other vaccinated people, or you don't have to wear your mask. And like, really, like, you know, what, what does that really mean? And is it true? And you know, still a lot of unknowns in that regard, right? But it's exciting, you know, and, and everyone's talking about it how excited they are to get out and start doing things. And I noticed, you know, now I have clients who are saying, oh my gosh, you know, maybe next appointment, we could see each other in person. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. And then it was starting to to hit me like, all right, but how's that going to look really? Like, you know, there's the being on Zoom for coaching sessions it had some definite pluses and minuses, right? But still a beautiful delivery system and, you know, a way that the job can still get done really beautifully. So as a couple of people, I'm, you know, setting up sessions to do in person. I'm like, hmm, that just mixes things up. Not, I'm not worried about the COVID aspect of it. It's more the lifestyle aspect of it right? And feelings that I have about that. And that's one of the things I want to focus on. I know I talked about it a little bit at the new year, right? That everybody was like, let's leave 2020 behind and just move on. And I don't advocate for that. You know, I, I do advocate moving on, of course, but not without, you know, some semblance of our really taking stock and allowing all the feelings that are coming with this transition. So, you know, while I, yes, I have some joy and excitement about being able to, you know, return to life as it was, also some sadness, you know, I mean, one of the biggest that I've felt sad about is, you know, the contact connection and the everyday connection with my husband. And granted, you know, we have kids that are grown and out of the house, but this COVID year has afforded us some really deep, meaningful connection with each other and, you know, threw us together in ways that we never would have at this stage of their transition where it's like, yes, go, you know, you should be, you know, creating your own life and off on your own. And the fact that we had some chunks of time together and really use them, you know, very proactively and, and deeply is super meaningful to me. And I'm, I'm aware of like, well, you know, without kind of that forced situation, I feel sad. Like, how will that happen again? And and I wouldn't want to recreate it for the same reason, obviously. But uh, 
that intentional time that we had together, I now have to create myself, right? And that's one of the things, and I think one of the reasons why research shows that chaotic, tumultuous, upsetting times are the ripest and transitions. Those usually are happening because of transitions in our lives and some that are really beautiful, like weddings and funerals and graduations and, you know, big, big transitions that, you know, are kind of a natural part of life that we have these inflection points, having a baby, all of that. But, you know, this one was thrown at us, but without them, how do we create them ourselves? Right. And that's what I'm looking at. Like, how do I keep infusing, you know, this level of depth of personal work? And I got to be sequestered away, you know, both in our home in Chicago and, and in our place in Mexico. And, you know, that allowed kind of an incubation, a cocoon type atmosphere, and even a womb type atmosphere that allowed me to really nurture myself and grow and and along with my family, like I talked about. So I'm feeling a little anxious and I'm feeling scared. And that's one of the things I want to spend a little time underlining in this is embracing all of our emotions during this time. And I'm going to name them because at the right foundation, we ascribe to and what the research you know, shows as five primary emotions that we can name and be aware of are fear, hurt, anger, sadness, and joy. And most of the time when people hear those five, they're like, why is there only one positive or one good one in those five? And a lot of our curriculum and the curriculum I work with women in the mastermind and other programs is that all of them are good. And we need to be having, naming, feeling fully at their fullest at times, all five of those emotions. I'm going to say them again, fear, hurt, anger sadness, and joy. They all serve a function. You know, every one of them has an important function. I mean, if you take fear, for example, you know, that was probably the earliest emotion to come online, you know, in our brains and our nervous system because it kept us alive and it keeps us alive. You know, if you didn't experience fear, you were eaten. (laughs) You know, it was a very black and white atmosphere in that way. And it was a very light and dark you know, way of, you know, either or sort of living and fear kept us alive. And then so did our our hurt. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, Hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo meaning land of the goddess women and coming to really take time for yourself. Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish, it's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies, 
I bring it, you know, we really bring it and we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. Hurt kept us alive because once we started living in communities and relationship, we needed to feel hurt in order to maintain our place in, in the community and in the relationship and know how to navigate that. But they're all physiologically a part of us, right? Anger, you know, shows what we care about, what we're passionate about. Oftentimes, it can be kind of a reactive emotion that underneath that we can usually find some fear or some hurt. But it's a really important emotion. And as I'll underline, when we experience them and feel them responsibly, you know, I say that over and over again, but oftentimes we get, you know, the bad impression or the bad feelings about some of these emotions because in our upbringings, they weren't used responsibly. You know, anger not used responsibly can turn into irresponsible rage and physical violence, obviously, where no one is advocating for that. But, you know, letting out our anger, you know, through this year of COVID, there was a lot to be angry about and a lot for us to feel our genuine anger and still, right? And we want to harness that and not just kind of get lost in the like, oh, yay, we get to kind of go back to how we were because how we were was great in some ways and not so great in a lot of ways. And it's just our system is going to want to go back to what was known and stasis and comfort. And I know I'm wrangling with that hugely right now. And, you know, as I'm able to get out and do more things, and so is my husband, I'm feeling a sense of, even though it's only happening a little bit right now, a sense of separation and loss. And how do we keep the togetherness that we were fostering? And we've been putting some systems in place and, and looking at that and being with it. But it's challenging and it's going to be challenging. It's going to be challenging. And I said to keep the connections with our grown children as, you know, they should move into these spaces in their lives. But when we do have time together, that we are able to kind of jump back into that, that more depth space. We're together for this long weekend. Right now I'm recording this and it's Monday of the long weekend. And we have been able to share some meaningful moments together, you know, building on the momentum we've gained in this past year. 
and noticing it's, you know, it's a little more challenging. We're talking a lot about, you know, what's ahead for us in these coming months. So I'm wanting us to look at what, you know, what's taking stock, right? And taking stock. And as we take stock of what was really hard this year, we may not have been able to feel like we had the space to feel the emotions of some of the deeper challenges. I know, I don't just think, I know it's going to be important for us to feel those when things are a little more normal and not quite so pressured, you know, to go back to those times, feel those feelings, feel those emotions of some of the deep fear that we had along the way. And, you know, there's still fear going forward. I'm not saying we're out of the woods yet, but there was a lot we had to kind of buckle under and and kind of get through. And we did the best we could in some arenas, but our system, our bodies are still going to be holding on to those emotions. And I know I've been doing some, you know, more this year than I had in a long time, uh, dynamic breathwork sessions and bodywork sessions so that I can be having an outlet because, you know, talking about them, sometimes we could stay lost in our head and not really, and we can rationalize and, you know, we can have kind of an intellectual or a headspace awareness of the emotions, but the really, you know, down and dirty messiness of just those raw emotions, I really want to invite us all to. And I know as we head into the summer, it's going to be easy, like, oh, you know, can't we just be light and carefree? And of course, the cool thing is, as we feel some of those more upsetting emotions, some of the ones we might have considered our darker side emotions, we're going to be able to feel more of the joy. I'll be able to feel the hug and more of that in-person contact you know, that we're able to have, will have that much more meaning. It's going to have that much more joy and we'll be able to savor the gift, you know, that we haven't had the privilege of having for this past year. If we have, it's been with a small, a small group of people. So we want to allow that. And the biggest pathway to allow that is opening ourselves up to all of our emotions and in all of these transitions, right? So in in the midst, you know, we're probably going to be going to, you know, even more weddings coming up or, you know, more graduations that are, we're able to have parties and gatherings in person and you know, what will it take to not just kind of fall back into, you know, the comfort of our norm, the ease of it, which in some ways can be great, but in other ways can be a little flat. You know, we don't even know what's possible as we kind of turn the heat up and really keep the fire going of, of what, you know, the, this year has brought us. And I know I'm going to be taking some time in these next weeks to do even more of an inventory, more of an awareness and taking stock and looking at, you know, just what this time has meant for me and what some of the transitions are that are ahead. You know, I'm recording this podcast after having very recently lost a dear, dear friend to cancer. And I can't tell you the, you know, the depth of the the pain, and I know all of us probably at some time have experienced loss, but this this one's very new. And, you know, the transition, just thinking about her transition and, you know, what it's been like to be with her in a transition as, as huge as this and, the, and her family and people that, you know, I'm very close to and, and mean a ton to me. And 
the support that it takes means that I need to be taking care of, of myself even more, right? And having my feelings so I could be fully present, you know, for others as they have theirs. And I think that's, for me, one of the big lessons out of this year. My daughter just graduated from college. She's going to be transitioning, you know, moving many states away, halfway across the country. And in COVID times, that seemed like really cool and great. And now that it's actually happening, I'm like, oh, that's so far away. And it's beautiful. I'm so happy and so, so proud of her. But it's also, you know, important for me to feel all my feelings, you know, the sadness and the fear, you know, as a mom separating and, you know, having some fears for sure and letting myself have those and having all of them, right? My husband is in some some transitions himself and, you know, me transitioning from doing everything online to, you know, what's going to be in person and embracing it all and being and living with it all. And so I'm hoping that as I'm talking about this for myself and the journey I've been on and, you know, what I'm headed into and taking what really worked in this past year, which was having my feelings fully and diving in and mixing it up and kind of adding to the discomfort in some way. But out of that, having some really beautiful beautiful things emerge, that we can keep that going, you know, that that life can be more like that. And there's a lot of healing to be done from this year. There's a lot that we saw that we're going to need to mother into being about ways that we, you know, need to take care of ourselves so that we can then take care of the world in a much more conscious, mindful, and full feeling sort of way. So I want to like kind of leave us with, I know I talked broadly, like, okay, generally, like, let's, you know, make sure and have our feelings, but some tips and, and just some structures on how you can do that so that we stay mindful, right? And make this transition ones where we are really continuing to anything, any little piece that we built for ourselves where we were mothering ourselves, we want to continue. So I want to underline, you know, one that I'm always reminding myself to do throughout the day is to take some moments through the day and just stop and look inside and see what am I feeling in this moment. And if it's possible, if someone's around that I can share that with, or I can say it out loud, or I can write it down, but to tell my system that having my feelings through the day is normal and it's good and it it creates a flow and an on-ramp for me. If I live with or I have other people that I'm with and I can share those, that's even better. And sometimes a structure that I often share is doing the feelings game, right? Where everyone, especially if you do it at the end of the day, but at any point you can do it and share something about your day or last couple days where you have felt each one of those five emotions, fear, hurt, anger, sadness, and joy. Believe me, if anyone says, I didn't have any hurt today, it's like, nope, you just weren't aware of it. (laughs) But uh, because we have all five of them all through our day, all the time. And if, you know, you want to kind of take it the next level, notice and raise some awareness. I haven't talked about it in, you know, so much in this podcast, but notice if I'm doing any behaviors that are contrary to having my emotions or I'm doing things to numb them. You know, as Judith Wright calls them, our soft addictions. And am I engaging in a soft addiction right now? And if I am, okay, but to notice and say, what maybe am I feeling or was I feeling before I just ate that box of cookies, you know, or, you know, was on my phone on TikTok for an hour 
you know, anything like that, that we're, you know, doing more of or excessively, what might I be feeling? And I know that's going to be a really important one for me over these next days and some of these bigger transitions. So I leave you with those. Validate your feelings, validate other people's feelings. You know, let's really make that one of our campaigns. I'm going to, I'm going to personally make it a campaign you know, as we transition out of this time and and use it as the beacon and the light that really is at the end of the tunnel for many of us. So I leave you with that. I wish you well, blessings, and be with you next time. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.